Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of the first season of CHIM, a podcast by the Centre for Healthcare Innovation. I'm your host, Chit Rastina, and in this episode, we are thrilled to have with us in the studios Associate Professor Tan Che Heng, CHI's Executive Director, and Associate Professor Wong Hong Tim, CHI's Clinical Director, who will share more about innovating for impact. Now, welcome to CHI Amped, Prof Tan and Prof Wong. Hello, Tina. Hi, Thank Tina. Thanks you. for having us. Yeah. We're happy that you can join us. So, now we know that you both lead the Centre for Healthcare Innovation, and you're both established clinicians and innovators in your own right. Could you perhaps share with us more about your work as clinicians and as leaders of CHI? Sure, Tim, go ahead. Okay, sure. Um, well, as uh, some of you may know, I started off life as an ophthalmologist, and uh, that's still a very big part uh, of me. And I've taken what I've learned from my wonderful eye family uh, and um, hope that uh, that gives me enough experience, uh, both uh, the boo-boos and all the successes as well uh, to bring to the innovation world. Uh, and I think from there, what I've learned is that uh, it is all about transforming people's jobs. Uh, we transform the roles of optometrists uh, to take on more clinical roles, uh, way beyond their refraction roles, spectacles and all that. And uh, I think that's almost the norm now. And I realized that for big scale change, jobs and care models have to change. And I think I've brought that uh, experience uh, to the innovation world. Thank you, Prof Wong. And Prof Tan, would you like to share yours? Yeah, sure, sure. Thanks. Um, so I, I'm a radiologist by training. And so I deal a lot with uh, imaging machines, technology, and I happen to also oversee the research and innovation for the hospital. And so uh, I come from a very science and tech kind of a background. And uh, that's my immediate value add to CHI, actually thinking about how we can uh, use technology as an enabler uh, to help to drive innovation and the various solutions that help uh, in the delivery of care. And I think what CHI has given me was that opportunity to see beyond just technology and thinking about, like Tim says, uh, some of the workforce transformation bits, but also the uh, process redesign and thinking about how we can bring all these together to really transform care and make uh, a new health system that we truly believe uh, can be for the future. Oh, I think it's been interesting sure. because we, we look at the, sometimes the same problem from two different lenses and then we come together. So I think it's been a, it's a very complementary sort of a partnership, actually. Yeah, yeah definitely, for sure. So, you know, with innovation being the buzzword to drive workforce transformation, and to prepare healthcare for future challenges, it's always interesting to see the innovations that emerge with the intention of being implemented in healthcare. But, you know, successfully developing an innovation does not necessarily guarantee adoption and impact. So these are the things that I would like to maybe check in with you guys, right? Now, what are the key factors that you think will ensure an in that an innovation delivers the impact needed and have the potential for widespread adoption? Uh, I'll take this question. Sure. I think um, having been um, the previously the deputy clinical director, assisting assisting uh, Tim and the rest of the team in trying to build the programs uh, that we do in CHI, uh, it became quite apparent to me that really a lot of what we need to be doing is in stimulating adoption uh, of the solutions that are being developed. Um, and I think one of the uh, major 
uh, concerns that any developer has is uh, whether or not that solution meets a real need. And when we say real need, we are talking about a clinical need, for example, uh, either in the, the clinics or in the, in the wards. And if that solution doesn't address a real problem and it is purely a solution that is driven from the developer's point of view, uh, then it's not really going to stick. I think the other thing that uh, we have found uh, over time is that we need uh, real champions, uh, clinicians, practitioners, people on the ground uh, who really want to see uh, that problem being solved and want to adopt that particular pro uh, solution to try and solve that problem. And uh, that will allow the, uh, the, the implementation to be sustained. Um, and I think finally, it's about how we can uh, overall as a health system facilitate uh, the adoption of innovation. And here I'm talking about leadership and I'm talking about um, the management of the various uh, healthcare institutions and very much actually what CHI is about to facilitate the entire process uh, from ideation to finally implementation. But you know, when you talk about like adoption and all that, right? So I'm sure we all want to adopt whatever innovation that comes our way. But what are some of the challenges that, you know, that will hinder the widespread adoption and how can we overcome it? I can take this one. Yeah, I think that um, it's all about mindset sometimes. Uh, and I think that when we want to adopt, we also have this pride as um, in healthcare, there's a lot of pride in the work that we do, uh, that we have to bring up our own innovations and adopt our own innovations at home. And actually that's a, that's a huge impediment because that means that we are less likely to look across the fence and learn and maybe even shamelessly copy uh, from our neighbours, whether it's another cluster, from the private world, uh, or even from other industries. Uh, so I think that close, slightly closed mindset, which is getting a bit better now, has always been a challenge. So I think CHIs, uh, through our conferences, through our masterclasses, have always brought in people from outside the immediate world of CHI or Tantok Singh or even NHG to sort of broaden our horizons and maybe expand that network and you get lots more allies and ideas and a cross exchange as well. The other challenges are, I'm afraid, maybe harder, uh, as hard, uh, and they are the new constraints that are put upon us, or all constraints by IT and also by financing as well. So, you know, we've got a huge cybersecurity issue uh, in healthcare, and uh, that, of course, is a necessity, but in many instances, it also is a constraint to us. And I think a lot of our energy, when especially when we develop or design an app or a new IT system is to try to break through that yet comply. Uh, and that's been one of the biggest challenges. And I think financing has always uh, been difficult uh, as we change care models and as we ask our hospital people mm -hmm. to move out and work outside uh, and treat patients outside the usual boundaries, uh, the financial incentives or the financial support is a little bit slower always as we change the model. So that is, again, another thing that we usually have to uh, wait for uh, before sometimes an innovation can be fully adopted or fully take flight. Yeah, I, I like mm. to add to that yeah. and, and mm. exactly why we uh, came up with the chisel mm. or the healthcare InnoMatch, um, really a program where we try to stimulate uh, the uh, finding of the best uh, in-class solutions mm. and then trying to get the practitioners and the healthcare uh, institutions to adopt those solutions. Mm. 
And uh, we were fortunate that we were funded by Temasek Foundation as well as the Ministry of Health. And so this overcomes some of the challenges that mm. Tim has been talking about. And hopefully in time to come, we will see uh, the longer term implementation of these solutions in our health system. Oh, wonderful. I'm already looking forward to some of the solutions that will be coming out from Chisel, actually. Yeah, so, um, okay, now what are some of the key areas in healthcare that have seen an increase in innovation, especially in the last couple of years? Yeah, and then, you know, I just mentioned that I'm from the science and tech mm-hmm. uh, background. So maybe I'll, I'll start on this one. Um, I think a lot of what we, what we are seeing and what we will be seeing in the near future are very much driven uh, by digital transformation and digital technologies. Uh, we talk about the industry 4.0 and um, both in the space of uh, the operations of the hospital in terms of management of uh, the logistics, uh, bringing in uh, robotics, for example, um, 5G technology to enable the seamless uh, movement of the devices uh, and communications across devices as well. Um, and then in the space of uh, clinical delivery, medical technologies more generally, including robotics, 3D printing. Um, and then we, we think about how uh, you know we have leveraged upon some of the uh, more recent advances in genomics. Uh, the mRNA vaccines, for example, for, for COVID were an example of how biotechnology has been transformed uh, by, by new technology. And of course, not forgetting how uh, COVID has accelerated the adoption of many of the digital solutions that, that enable the, uh, for us to think about how we can deliver care in different models. Uh, for example, now we have patients who receive uh, medications directly from the hospital, uh, mm-hmm. delivered to their homes without having to wait in queue at the hospital for their medications. And all these various other forms of technology that enable democratization of care and services so that patients can be, uh, be accessing care uh, without necessarily having to be in hospital, the true hospital without walls kind of a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and building on that without walls, I think if you had asked us that question maybe 10 years ago about which are the hotspots, we, we may have answered it in a specialty-focused sort of way. Oh, it's mm-hmm. big in this particular department and that. But, but I'm glad now that mm-hmm. with all these advances and truly I think there's, there's a growth of an innovation culture, we don't actually need to mention particular specialties anymore. I would say that every specialty, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, geriatrics, rehab, ophthalmology, in my field, radiology, pathology, every department is actually innovating now and the common levers are the ones that Cheheng just mentioned, digital, AI, etc. And that, That's been wonderful to see everyone get on board the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And you know, but um, speak, speaking of that, right, innovation culture, maybe you could share with us, so how do we encourage healthcare colleagues to innovate, especially since they're closest to understanding the possible gaps that need to be addressed? Well, actually, the strange thing is we we don't have a clear map or even a radar yet of where the problem statements are in innovation. We're getting that going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we, if as healthcare as a community could be open and share our problem statements, then we would know where the hotspots truly are. We have some idea, but it's not sort of officially or openly articulated sometimes. And then industry can also come in and help um, 
solve these problem statements as well. So I think that's what we're going to try to break through uh, with uh, with our colleagues from across the clusters and from beyond, and also try to assemble uh, all the problem statements on board our knowledge management platform, which mm-hmm. is called Child. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the first thing. And uh, sticking with Child, I think that if we could amass all the wonderful experiences, good and bad, that healthcare in Singapore has, you know, um, accumulated over the years in doing innovation, struggling with innovation, that would be the best. And again, child will be the answer to all this. If we had a searchable database of um, what each cluster has been doing for, let's say, false detection yeah. or hand hygiene, for example, then we would actually accelerate our journey so much faster. We would be connected so much better. And um, I think that uh, I'm very confident that uh, that our knowledge management system, Child, will be the way forward for this. So by connecting people through Child, by connecting and sharing all our stories and our experiences, again, through Child and our problem statements, I think that would be the first step that we can do to, to get people on board the innovation train. Yeah. So it's, it's really about learning from each other as well and, you know, taking tips from those who have gone through the same journey as us. Absolutely. At, at the same time, I, I think uh, Tim and I, and, and actually very much uh, the, the team from People Development and CHI, mm. uh, have been working very hard uh, on the CHI uh, fellowship uh, in uh, innovation and leadership. And this really is our effort to groom a uh, group of uh, talented in- individuals uh, who can subsequently be the leaders uh, in healthcare innovation. And, and we believe that they can be the niders uh, for spreading the uh, the whole thinking behind the CHI innovation cycle and the, the rest of the work that we do and form communities of practice uh, in the various domains that they practice in. Oh, wow. Wonderful. So um, speaking of that, right, CHI is so big on core learning. And, you know, it's been a really exciting journey for CHI ever since it started in 2016. Now, the co-learning network has since grown to include 38 partners from Singapore and around the world. And as you shared earlier also, we're getting in touch with people from across the different sectors and sharing the knowledge and all that. Now, can you share with us the benefits of being connected across borders and industries? Well, we've... Uh, I, where do we begin? Yeah, I think it... it we really uh, sort of took the next leap when we started opening our borders, you know, uh, at CHI and, and stopped thinking of ourselves as primarily or purely uh, uh, a cluster-based asset or a hospital-based asset. Uh, of course, we are still operated within uh, Tan Tok Singh's sort of compound, uh, yes. but we've always been very outward-looking. And I think... Well, just across our clusters, through SingHealth, our, our partners in SingHealth, we can name um, Franklin, uh, Chen Yi, as well as Henry as some of our closest allies. Uh, and they've brought to us many, many uh, speakers to our conferences. Yes. They've brought, um, linked us with their patient advocacy network. We're a really powerful asset within SingHealth that I think we can definitely learn from as well. And from um, uh, the NUH uh, Ng Fong sort of uh, cluster, we've got Huang Chi Hong, who's brought his uh, quality improvement lens to, to us and given us a lot of um, his anecdotes and his stories. And also, they're huge on sustainability and environmental uh, protection there already. And I think we've got a lot to learn from uh, from NUH and Ng Teng Fong. So uh, there's always that across the cluster borders. And then um, Cheo Hing just mentioned our fellowship. Well, we the two of us just came back from a... Mm. 
really That's inspiring right. trip to to Bangkok, Absolutely. where we where we visited our one of our best partners, really, um, uh, Sri Raj Hospital, uh, and Prof Chet Chai, who's there, is, is an inspiration to us all. Uh, we saw everything from how they make a traditional um, Thai massage part of their you know, part of their um, healing process to a really, I would say, kick-ass um, remote ambulance system where they they could send um, a CT scan into the the smallest of soys in Bangkok, uh, which normal ambulances can't reach, uh, scan a stroke patient within minutes and then have that tele-consulted uh, and tele-monitored and tele-decided on even before the patient uh, reaches hospital. the hospital. So mm-hmm. it's just been... I think non-stop inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, mm. we learn so much from uh, our partners, not just locally, but internationally. Mm. And, and I must say, this is why, uh, this is what keeps us going, really. Mm. Um, and and I, I'm really privileged to be working with, with a great team from partnerships mm-hmm. uh, who are connecting us with, with both the industry as well as the academic, uh, you know, our academic uh, friends. And uh, I, I would say that uh, without them, uh, CHI wouldn't be where we are today. Mm. There's also uh, industry, right? So we've yes. got great partners in um, Philips who are so design-oriented yes. uh, that uh, that's the way to go. I mean, they, they don't design, they don't just produce medical products or medical mm. technology. They design the patient or the citizen experience and then build their uh, products around that design. And we know we, we saw that that their facility in, in Topayo as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, Xiaohui is a, a huge partner for us as well. We learn a lot from him. And then, of course, there's also Tomasic, who yes. are probably going to be guiding us as we take on sustainability as, as, an, uh, as an item on our, our future agenda as well. And we are always looking for new partners, yes. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, anyone yes. who's on the same, uh, has the same vision as, as we do. And uh, we love to partner with anyone who will be interested and we will speak to them. Yes, yeah. I think as, as uh, Eugene So, who's CEO of Tantok Singh and also chairman of our network has always said, uh, we have to be as promiscuous as possible in innovation. <laughs> uh, promiscuity has got its benefits uh, in innovation. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we could do a Bridgerton version for us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Thank you for sharing that. But you know what? I would like you both to maybe take a look and gaze into your crystal ball and maybe share what do you think will be um, a vision for healthcare in the next five years? Tim, you want to take a step at it first? Oh, all right. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that um, the moment we can, uh, the moment we liberate um, healthcare, from the brick and mortars of our institutions mm. and um, have healthcare and health actively being um, performed, being uh, practiced uh, in the community uh, as we are moving now with Healthy SG, uh, that would be probably the best thing that we could do. Uh, as we learned recently, as I learned recently from the conference we attended uh, in uh, Dubai, um, there's a lot to, of connections between um, population health good population health and sustainability of the healthcare mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. And by sustainability, as, as we've discussed before, yes. Tina, you know, there are two senses of that word, right? We've always known sustainability as um, economic sustainability. Mm-hmm. How can we sustain the models that we have? And if we have good population health, we'll be able to sustain the models. But also the greenest thing that we can do is actually have good population health so that patients don't have to travel 
to the clinics or to the hospitals and they consume less healthcare. Hospitals and clinics consume less resources and that makes for a better, uh, more sustainable world ultimately as well. Mm. Yeah, I, I think mm. Tim has mm. uh, kind of painted that very nice uh, mm. picture of the from the provider side of the house, mm. right? Um, yes. How we can have truly the hospital without wall, that seamless integration of care into the community. I would add two more uh, uh, mm -hmm. kind of facets to that thinking. Uh, one, of course, is, is the payer, uh, the new whole new uh, thinking behind the financing of healthcare, mm -hmm. uh, behind capitation. I think what what I, I hope to see uh, in the coming five years is, is really cost-effective uh, care being adopted and, and being emphasised uh, as we think about how we want to be efficient and sustainable, as Tim has alluded to. And finally, uh, on patients. Mm -hmm. I think our patients, hopefully, in time to come, are more self-activated. They will take ownership of their own health and they will know what medications they're on, when they're supposed to go for treatment, how they can remain well and continue to be well uh, in the community without having uh, to seek uh, medical treatment unnecessarily. Mm. So hopefully, uh, if all these come true and then we can truly have a healthier SG in line with what we think is the right model for population health. Mm. And I think that uh, in line with that also, I mean, we're trying to change mindset and language as well. So we, we, we've been sort of starting to use the word persons and citizens a little bit more or as often as patients as well. Mm -hmm. So to put that person in front of us in a, in a wider context. And I think that's going to hopefully going to be addressed uh, well in the CHI Innovate 2023, mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about um, how health and, and social society can actually merge and, and, and build bridges between these two worlds. And, and that probably is the, mm -hmm. the, the beginning of a good population yeah, health. And, and CHI mm -hmm. to play a bigger role in the future in this whole entire construct of population health. Right, right. Fingers yeah. crossed. Well, wow, that's a that's a vision I look forward to realizing really soon. Anyway, thank you for joining us in the studios, Prof Tan and Prof Wong. We're I'm so happy that you made time to join us today. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And you just heard Associate Professor Tan Che Heng, CHI's Executive Director, and Associate Professor Wong Hong Tim, CHI's Clinical Director, who shared more about innovating for impact. If you'd like to learn more about the Centre for Healthcare Innovation, follow us on LinkedIn or visit our website at www.chi.sg.